each one of us lived up to our potential and managed our resources so well that we could provide for ourselves, our families, and our communities in a meaningful and substantial way. Join Step Right with Lynn, the show dedicated to empowering socially conscious individuals to manage their financial resources for the benefit of themselves, their families, and the greater community. Here's Lynn Wedham, Certified Financial Planner and Managing Partner at Step Right Capital Planning. Good morning, everyone. It's great to be with you today. This is Step Right with Lynn. I'm Lynn Wedham, and I'm your host. Uh, we're here today to give you some tips to help you manage your financial resources for the benefit of yourselves, your family, and the greater community. Uh, feel free to contact me anytime by email uh, at lynn at stepright.ca. That's L-Y-N-N at stepright, S-T-E-P-R-I-G-H-T dot C-A. You can join our online chat today. Uh, just find the chat button on the A to Zen website. Or join us by phone at 613-800-8736. When I hear from you, I'll send you a copy of uh, the book, Have You Filled a Bucket Today? This is a children's book explaining how doing for others helps us, makes us happy too. Uh, Our show today is called uh, The Ten Characteristics of Debt-Free People. Uh, So if you have resolved to become debt-free in the near future, Or, if you have a long way to go, our guest, Harvey Wood, is going to share some ideas that will inspire you to stay on track. Uh, Harvey had a wonderful career in banking with the CIBC. He held a number of head office, uh, regional office, and branch management positions over a 37-year span. He retired from the bank in Hamilton, Ontario, where he was the district manager. Following retirement from the bank, Harvey worked for a genetic company, the C-Max Alliance, for three and a half years, where he was the company's uh, chief executive officer. Following retirement from C-Max, Harvey established a mortgage brokerage company where he employs a number of agents and is enjoying yet another career. Head office for the mortgage business is in St. George, Ontario. Um, As as are we, so he's right up the uh, right up the road from uh, my office here, St. George. Uh, along with his financial career, Harvey and his spouse Eleanor owned and operate a 350-acre beef and cash crop farm. The beef operation is cow-calf, and the breed is Angus. The herd numbers more than 100. Harvey is an avid sportsman, having played competitive hockey and fastball, and now enjoys non-competitive golf. Harvey has been a, long, a lifelong volunteer, having served a number of nonprofits and agricultural organizations. Harv was selected the Hamilton Wentworth Rural Citizen of the Year in 2007, and last year was a recipient of the Queen's Diamond Jubilee Medal. Harvey's got a real gift um, for explaining mortgages, and uh, we're going to call on this gift of his um, to get some explanations um, regarding debt today. Um, Welcome to the show, Harvey. Thank you very much, Lynn. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Your bio says that you play non-competitive golf. Is there such a thing as that? Well, there is in my case because I always lose, so I can't. <laughs> so it's just as well at that point. That's right. It would cost too much money if I was competitive. Ah, uh, yes. 
And that way I wouldn't be debt-free. Right. <laughs> be a, a, a good way to put yourself there, right? That's right. Um, so I've got some questions for you today, Harvey. Um, we're we're going to do we're going to talk about um, about debt this morning. Um, Harvey, is is there more than one kind of debt? More than one type? Oh yes, uh, there 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 is, Lynn. Um, I guess basically we could split it up into three groups: uh, short term, intermediate term, and long term. And I'll give you examples of each. A short-term debt is something that you're going to pay within a short period of time, perhaps a month or two months or three months, usually less than a year, and that could be um, a hydro bill, um, your credit card bill, um, any other utility. An intermediate-term debt might be something like an automobile where the repayment would be over an extended period of three to five to seven years. Or another example of that would be an appliance that uh, an individual might purchase and pay the uh, point of sale organization over an extended period. Whereas the long-term debt is something like what I do, a mortgage, where repayment is extended over a 15 or 20 or 25 year period and usually mortgages are the most common type of debt that fall within the long-term group okay um so what guidelines are there in the industry to make sure that that people's debt remains manageable well, we're very fortunate in Canada to have a diligent federal government, and our financial system is very responsible, and that's one of the reasons that um, our economy is in good shape, and Canadians, for the most part, are able to manage their debt. There are certain debt servicing ratios that are legislated by the federal government to um, keep lending institutions um, from going above and beyond in the amounts that they can lend to individuals. And uh, we call them debt servicing ratios. And in our case, when we're structuring a mortgage, the debt servicing can't be beyond. And this is total debt servicing. Mortgages, uh, credit cards, personal credit lines, automobile payments, etc., can't be beyond a certain percentage of total income, and that is a protection for the consumer, whereby um, they should not be able to go beyond a level of, of repayment. And that's probably one of the reasons that so many Canadians are in fairly good financial shape. I see. Um, I've heard of something called a discount mortgage. What is that, and, and is that a good idea for people? Well, a discount mortgage um, is just exactly what it says. The cost is discounted, but uh, the lowest cost may not, in the short term, may not be lowest cost in the long term. Uh, discount mortgages have become very popular in recent weeks and uh, are topics frequently discussed in coffee shops and uh, um, ice arenas and so on. But uh, a discount mortgage would not have all the features of a regular mortgage. 
when the lender is giving up something on pricing, they're getting something back in features. And uh, an example would be that the mortgage is closed for the term, and the term could be five years. And the only real way of a borrower getting away from that mortgage, if they needed to within that term, would be to pay off the mortgage and pay a huge penalty or sell the property. Mm-hmm. And uh, also that mortgage doesn't have a skip a payment option and it doesn't have a portability option. So in basic, basically it's a, it's a no-frill mortgage. So when an individual is shopping for a mortgage, it's prudent to discuss all the features with with the um, individual who is um, charged with the responsibility of lending that money. Okay, so so one of the keys there is is flexibility. Yeah. Um, and if your situation changed, there could be some costs that you didn't expect in the in the discount mortgage, unless you're very careful. Yes, we find that uh, individuals quite often do something with their mortgage at the three-year mark. And there's nothing magic about that, but uh, amongst uh, first-time home buyers, things seem to happen at about three years. Either um, there are improvements needed to the house and additional money is needed, so the mortgage would need to be refinanced. And if it has, if an individual has an overall mortgage, the refinancing is not an option. Or on the other hand, um, the the needs of the family might be for a larger house, so the the first house purchased would be sold, and the next house be, would be purchased. But that no-frill mortgage would not have the option of being carried from one house to the other house. It would have to be paid off at a fairly substantial penalty, and I've seen penalties as high as $20,000 for people wanting to get out of their mortgage. Wow. So the first price is not always the lowest price, even though it might seem to be that at the time of the transaction. And and so when you mentioned portability, um, what you meant by that was being able to take it to a, to a new purchase? Yes, it could be. Usually what happens, uh, individuals um, move up in value of property. Um, it was commonly known within, within the industry that there are first home buyer homes, and uh, first home buyer homes are usually uh, a young couple starting out or individuals starting out, so they buy a lower price house. Then the needs arise and they move on to uh, the second house, which costs more. So very simply, what we do, and this is very common, we move that mortgage from property A to property B, increase it, and and the rate that the first mortgage was uh, was approved at, along with the rate of the second mortgage, and that rate could move upward marginally or downward marginally. It's it's really a good feature, and a mortgage without that feature, I refer to it as like buying a car with three wheels. <laughs> not much good for anything, is it? <laughs> no, it's not. No, and and unfortunately, um, uh, people are. Are lured by the by that uh, by that low rate uh, when when they're getting into the mortgage because they're everyone's price conscious regardless mm-hmm. of what we're regardless of what we buy we're price conscious. Yes, and, and we're always looking for a deal. So I think even the even the the term discount mortgage um, makes it um, makes it something that we wonder more about. Oh, absolutely. Least. 
Uh, discount yeah. is, is a powerful word, whether it be an automobile or whether it be a, a clothing garment or an appliance or a mortgage. Uh, discount mm-hmm. is a very powerful word. That's for sure. Um, so we're um, we're ready to get into uh, just uh, the first characteristic of debt-free people, Harvey. Um, what would you say is is that first characteristic? Well, probably identification would be the first characteristic. Um, if we want to uh, remove ourselves from debt, we have to more or less have a plan or a roadmap, and uh, it's uh, much like uh, much like investing. And we have to identify. Uh, what our costs are. Okay. And what I usually suggest to people when they're doing financial planning is to use the data that each individual has on hand and chart the outflow of money for a month, uh, wherever the money goes, whether it be for a utility, a car payment, a mortgage payment, um, a cup of coffee, and mm. chart where all the money goes for 30 days and I've done that and I really surprised myself because I thought I was a good money manager until I found, <laughs> that, until I found out what, what the leakages were and uh, the, you'll be amazed if you do that how much money that you spend on insignificant items Okay. Yeah. Here, here's an example I just love to have a, a handful of grapes to eat after supper mm-hmm. And I found I was spending about $15 a week on grapes. Really? Really. So hmm. f- 15 times 52, you know, that's $800 a year I was spending on grapes. Hmm. And uh, so I had to ask myself, do I like grapes that much? <laughs> and you know what the answer was? Yes, I do. Probably so, yes. Because <laughs> <yes. laughs> so, they're, they're good for you, too. Oh, I think they are. Yeah. Um, but that that was just uh, something that I didn't really. If I was um, out, I'd buy a bag full of grapes and take it home. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's great. Uh, we're ready to go to a break now, um, Harvey. And when we come back, we'll we'll talk more about this idea of of tracking our spending. Um, so we'll be back momentarily. I look forward to it. Is there a contribution that you dream of making? In society, planned giving seems to be presented as something you do once you're incredibly wealthy or planning your estate. Step Right with Lynn focuses on good money management and planning your contribution at every step based on the issues important to you. Learn how to expand the goodness around you and take responsibility for the issues important to you. Tune in for Step Right with Lynn every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Central Time, 7 a.m. Mountain Time, and 6 a.m. Pacific Time on AtoZen.fm. This is Step Right with Lynn. Lynn Wedham is a certified financial planner. To participate in the program today, please call toll-free in the U.S. 815-880-8255. That's 815-880-TALK. Or in Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at atizen.fm. You can also make the choices to ask or comment by email by sending to lynn at stepright.ca. Now, back to the program. 
Separate with Lynn. My guest today is Harvey Wood. Remember, we'd love to have you join the conversation today. Um, you can call us or join the online chat by going to the A to Zen FM website. Click on the chat in the main menu, type in your first name or a nickname, and click on log in. Um, so, Harvey, you were telling us um, that the first characteristic of debt-free people would be to um, would be to track spending. What would you say to people who resist the idea of of keeping, and I'll call it a budget? A lot of people think of a budget as a um, as a bad word. Well, the budget is uh, it's really a plan, and uh, I have an old saying that uh, failure to plan is a plan to fail. Mm-hmm. And um, I guess I'm fairly uh, fairly blunt in in my comments, and uh, but uh, really. Uh, that might be the jolt that some people need to uh, create a plan or create a budget. And if you do have a, um, a roadmap to follow and an individual goes over one month, well, then perhaps the incentive would be to try to uh, make adjustments to um, improve the next month and follow the budget. Follow the budget. Mm-hmm. Or perhaps the, uh, the budget was flawed initially. True, true. So it can be a work in progress, too. Absolutely. And uh, a good way uh, to keep track of spending and uh, is to uh, just notice where what fees that you might pay, fees mm. on, on any type of transaction. Just say a simple bank card trans- transaction at the, at the ABM. If you use the ABM of um, your choice, which is... Um, your carrier, there usually isn't mm-hmm. a fee, but if okay. you use an, an APM uh, that's provided by somebody else, um, there could be a fee of one, two, or three dollars, depending on the uh, on the provider. And if that's done 50 times a year, once a week, um, then mm. that uh, that's a fairly substantial amount. And that's that's something that's very small, but over a period of time, 5, 10, 15 years, becomes quite significant. Well, yes, if you think of it over a, certainly over a number of years, it's very significant. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it starts out as something that, that you would think, well, it doesn't really matter. You know? That's right. No, you don't, because uh, it's a matter of convenience, too. If the, if the automated uh, machine is within the building of employment, then it's very simple to go to that machine and use it, rather than to go outside and walk around the block and and uh, use the machine that doesn't doesn't have a cost. Right, right. Yeah, I suppose if we have to drive to a machine that that uh, that doesn't have a cost, then we'd have to figure in our gas to <laughs> to get there too. But uh, absolutely, or or perhaps have another plan, and that's a, a time management plan, and and uh, do certain activities that uh, mm-hmm. in, a sim- in a similar area. So there's there's more to planning than just uh, saving saving money. It's maybe it's the time management can be introduced to the plan as well. Mhm. Yes. Um, yeah. So a lot of lot of planning. Yes. Um, so Harvey, what's the second characteristic of of debt free people? Well, quite often we're we're paying fees that we really don't realize that we're paying. And this is when we all have an opportunity to find out. Uh, to what we need to do, and and this year um, was in southern Ontario, 
brought forward a real example of the cost of fuel for heating, mm. heating the household. And in most cases, that cost was increased substantially. So now in coffee shop discussions, I'm hearing people uh, discussing the cost of oil, the cost of propane, the cost of natural gas. And it seems right now the focus is trying to find uh, a way of reducing that cost. And, that, and that's wonderful if, if, in fact, there is a way to do that. Right, right. Um, and again, it, I, I think that's something that did, uh, the cost of fuel is something that caught a lot of people um, by surprise in their budgets this year probably as well. It sure did, and it, it, hit, it hit home pretty hard. It hit yeah. my home pretty hard. <laughs> and that's when, um, you know, that's when the, the that emergency fund, again, planning for uh, for something that we don't know, right, mm-hmm. and having, right. having access to some funds that... Um, that we can use in the uh, in the event of something unexpected. Absolutely, have a plan B. Right. Um, so, where can you suggest that people go to find information that they need um, when we talk about you know knowledge of of things that we're paying for and um, what? Where well, can you suggest that that people learn? That, that's that's really a really good question. Um, I just uh, I just say the cost of, of home heating, but another cost that uh, that is uh, becoming more substantial is the cost of fuel for our automobiles. And mm-hmm. uh, every, every morning, as I'm listening to the radio, I'm hearing that the cost of oil is increasing. So the cost of fuel at the pump is increasing, and today it's uh, up again. And yesterday it was up again. Mm-hmm. So perhaps uh, looking into the, the bigger picture, uh, individuals might consider their their driving habits and where do they drive to, carpooling, uh, public transit, and and so on. Um, mm-hmm. Like that that's a, that's another another added cost that we really don't always think about. Yeah, and when you live in the country, as you and I do, uh, it's thinking of uh, five things that you can do in town instead of just one when you drive in. Again, it's, it's time management. Right, right. Um, so what would you suggest? Uh, what if people are spending more than they make? Then they got a real problem. They've got, <laughs> they got two options, either ask for a raise or uh, try to reduce spending, and uh, we we do people do meet people who are spending more than uh, their outflow is more than their inflow, and uh, mm-hmm. so the the surgery to the uh, outflow has to has to start. Otherwise, uh, the individuals are on a collision course with uh, with a real financial problem. Uh, so. Uh, they have to they have to uh consider where the money is going and how much the the deficit is and mm-hmm. sometimes um the excess spending is related to lifestyle and there has to be some lifestyle changes made for the households to remain solvent and uh we we do we do see a number of people that uh, that that have that problem and and uh uh, really, I just uh, 
we'll go back to the basics as we've discussed this morning and, and uh, determine where the where the outflow is and uh, try to um, try to make suggestions as to what that might uh, uh, might be repaired. Right. So that key is is just living on less than than you make. Yes, and that's something that we all have to learn to do is mm-hmm. live on less than the. The, right. the inflow inflow of funds has to exceed the outflow. Yeah. Um, so in one way, pretending they make less would work too. Oh, absolutely. Because most of us think we make more than we do because we don't uh, we don't consider that uh, there there are uh, certain demands made on our income such as taxes. Right. And right. Forget about them until yeah. April. Yeah. And and so we we keep coming back saying a lot about planning this morning, but um, you know planning does equal options and opportunity. I think. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. The um, suggestion that uh, you pretend that you that you earn less than you really do uh, that's uh, that's a, an excellent way to uh to budget just budget the income at ten uh, percent less than what it really is uh if you know what your weekly pay is if your weekly pay is x um create y which is ten percent mm-hmm. less and make that your that's your your goal because mm-hmm. there are always there are always the exceptions that that occur you know an automobile breakdown or um, uh, household repair or an appliance that uh, refuses to uh, function any longer. So right. Well, we it, it certainly leaves leaves room for a margin of error. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what what about long term thinking? What what can you what can you su- suggest about long term thinking? Well, the focus uh, really. Doesn't need to be on. Should not be on immediate gratification, uh, because uh, uh, there are decisions that uh, we all make uh, that uh, reflect uh, uh, long term in our in our lifetime. And the um, the financial aspect is definitely one. Uh, the purchase of a house that we can afford mm-hmm. is, is prudent. The purchase of an automobile that we can afford is prudent, and that's that's long long term planning. And uh, the fact that in most cases uh, down payment is need, uh, needed to purchase a house um, that's part of longer term planning, because the individual needs to create that reserve and then use it when the, when the house is purchased. We uh, fortunately um, do have the opportunity to do mortgages for a large number of first-time homebuyers, and I love dealing with first-time homebuyers uh, because they ask great questions because they haven't been there before. Right. And uh, I I always ask for the source of the of the down payment, and uh, it's uh, much. Better in my eyes if the down payment is is saved rather than borrowed mm-hmm. from mum or dad. And uh, sure. a lot of people, fortunately, have uh, have parents that will uh, that will help them with uh, with the down payment. But uh, if an individual can save the money themselves, that's that's great because it, that's a good 
good exhibit of long-term planning and mm-hmm. uh, the ability, ability to save. To save. Well, and and it um, it illustrates that they're ready for that home ownership too. I think. That's right. Mm-hmm. If they've been able to, and and mom and dad might still be there in the case of an emergency, right? Yes. <laughs> be better well, to use mom and dad in an emergency than than as uh, as the first option. Well, my kids tell me that's what we're for. <laughs> for sure. For sure. <laughs> yeah. When um, when we're speaking of, of long long term planning too, I often think of um, you know thinking of the actual cost of of an item. Uh, one of the examples I always use is a you know there's a pair of shoes and they're on sale, so we could purchase that pair of shoes uh, on sale and we think we're saving money. But if we have to put that on a credit card. Uh, and we aren't going to be able to pay the credit card off at the end of the month, then we need to consider uh, the interest that we're paying on the credit card as part of the cost of those shoes. So, it, again, it is, um, it's thinking beyond the immediate gratification of, of buying the pair of shoes. Absolutely. That's a great example. Yeah. So uh, we're ready for another break here now, uh, Harvey, so we'll do that, and uh, then we'll get back to our topic. Is there a contribution that you dream of making? In society, planned giving seems to be presented as something you do once you're incredibly wealthy or planning your estate. Step Right with Lynn focuses on good money management and planning your contribution at every step based on the issues important to you. Learn how to expand the goodness around you and take responsibility for the issues important to you. Tune in for Step Right with Lynn every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Central Time, 7 a.m. Mountain Time, and 6 a.m. Pacific Time on A to Zen.fm. This is Step Right with Lynn. Lynn Wedham is a certified financial planner. To participate in the program today, please call toll-free in the U.S., 815-880-8255. That's 815-880-TALK. Or in Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at atizen.fm. You can also make the choices to ask or comment by email by sending to lynn at stepright.ca. Now, back to the program. Step right with Lynn. Harvey Wood is my guest today. Uh, he's been explaining to us uh, the habits of debt-free people. We'd love to have you join us, so uh, please find the chat on the a Zen.fm website if you have questions for uh, Harvey or myself. We'd be glad to hear uh, from you. You can also send me an email at lynn at stepright.ca, and uh, I'd be glad to uh, chat with you there as well. So, um, Harvey, what about um, asking for help? Um, I find a lot of people don't like to ask for help regarding their finances. No, that's absolutely correct, Lynn. And the reason for that is pride. Uh, Individuals um, uh, pride themselves in their ability to be able to handle their affairs. Uh, But uh, uh, it's a a great... uh, to have to be able to ask for help and 
uh, we do have uh, we do have a number of people that call us that uh, say this is my situation. Can you make some suggestions? And we're always we're always glad to be able to add our assistance. We do have some mortgage lenders that have a skip a payment feature, where if a, an individual is having our family is having difficulty meeting a payment because of a of an emergency, uh, the the lender will allow them to take the current payment and put it tack it on to the end of the mortgage, and uh, that uh, that mm. certainly is a is a great help to uh, to people, and, and it's a it's a little known uh, feature because they're. We represent over 50 institutional lenders in, in our office, and there are only two or three lenders that do have that feature. And we mm -hmm. try to use the, those lenders uh, as much as we can so we can pass mm -hmm. that option along to our clients. Yeah, I was not aware of, of that um, of that feature. Um, and I suppose if you don't ask, you would not know that um, that you had that ability. Right, if you no. don't go to your lender and um, you know and be open about the challenges you're having, you would never know that that was an option. No, that's right. And uh, the the mortgages that uh, that we do make that have that feature, I outline them to the client uh, at the uh, at the time that they're getting the mortgage. But there are so many things that are happening to the individual's lives at that point, and it's confusing and it's stressful, and uh, I don't expect. Uh, uh, my clients to remember that uh, that I mentioned that to them, but uh, mm -hmm. when when we can offer that service, it's it's uh, it really gives me a good feeling that that we made that decision at that uh, at the time. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Uh, again, it's the, the flexibility has been created there. Mm -hmm. Yes, and um, sometimes interest rates uh, fluctuate uh, to the point where it's advantageous for people to buy out their mortgage to pay the penalty and mm -hmm. uh, get, a, get a new lower interest rate to reduce the cost. And that's that's part of long-range planning, too. Mm -hmm. and, and again, it's, and it's asking the question. Yes, and quite often we're proactive here at our office and we uh, we contact our clients where we think that that might be an opportunity. And mm -hmm. some people accept the opportunity and other people are content to continue on where they are. And usually the, the penalty uh, can be capitalized. And when I say capitalized, can be added to the mortgage. So uh, it's not cash out of the pocket at the time, mm, but it, 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 it adds to a, a longer uh, to a longer range debt. And again, that's financial planning. Yes, I think that we have actually uh, covered five characteristics of um, debt-free people. Um, what's number six, Harvey? Well, savings, uh, and uh, sometimes uh, people uh, get what I call pennies from heaven. They get a windfall. They get a, a bonus from uh, from the job, or grandma or grandpa writes a check, and uh, or there was something uh, that they didn't need anymore, like uh, a second car or a third car or a boat or whatever, and uh, or a motor home. And that article is sold, so that's kind of like a windfall, and uh, uh, that money can be used to pay down debt or to invest, whichever mm -hmm. creates the greatest opportunity. And For sure. In today's current low interest rate climate, if an individual or a family receives what I call a windfall, 
it might be more prudent to invest that money than to pay down debt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, and uh, this is about creating a focus on on saving. Um, you know, because we get what we focus on, and if if we if we never believe that it's important to save money, we'll never get started. Absolutely. And here's something else, Lynn. Um, let's say, for example, the automobile um, is paid for, and mm-hmm. that that debt is gone. Um, I suggest to people that that they use that money and put it into some kind of a savings plan and mm-hmm. save that money and use it for a future purchase or a continued long-term retirement investment. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, because if we don't discipline ourselves, that uh, money soon disappears. Because right, we, and, and they're already we, used to not having that in their monthly. That's right. Um, monthly budget. Right. So that, that's that's something else. That, that's another suggestion that, uh, mm-hmm. that that we make. Okay. Now, what about setting goals, Harvey? Well, uh, we've been talking a little, quite a bit today about goal setting, and uh, a financial plan is is setting a goal, and uh, it's uh, once um, once a plan is established. It becomes easier to uh, save than we ever thought that it might be, and uh, uh, debt-free people have uh, specific goals that they set years and years and years ago, and they all they all have goals that they're they're striving to to keep. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a word that I haven't mentioned yet today, and and that's retirement. And quite often. Um, we speak with people, and I know you speak with people who are planning for retirement. And mm-hmm. uh, retirement um, is starting to become a larger part of an individual's life than uh, than in previous generations because um, we're living healthier lives and our life expectancy uh, is uh, greater than, than it was. And we do need more money for retirement than mm-hmm. than previous generations did, and the savings can be depleted very quickly um, in retirement. So, um, as uh, as the mortgage payments uh, come down, as the as the mortgage reduces, there can be funds set aside to start to accelerate savings for retirement. Mm-hmm. Well, and important to start to start younger, even though uh, you know when when you're young, retirement seems like a long ways away. Um, but I always think that um, it's best to just start with a small amount that you know is not going to affect your your lifestyle, something you're not going to miss, uh, just with the intention of increasing that as we along too. Absolutely, uh, ret- retirement savings plans are are essential. So what about um, the many things that that are out there that that might um, that might distract people from their goals? Well, um, travel travel is is, uh, is a wonderful wonderful opportunity, but it's it's very costly, and um, sometimes um, I find people are spending a lot of money on travel and mm-hmm. 
I, you know, I wonder to myself if um, if the goal setting was uh, uh, was um, perhaps uh, not totally correct because um, the monies that might be needed later in life might have been spent to uh, for immediate um, immediate uh, uh, pleasure and, and activity, but. Um, uh, there are also other things that um, we can save money on, and um, and these are the smaller smaller expenses, and they can add up to huge savings. And um, let's just say, for example, uh, lunches. Lunches uh, can be can be quite costly, and um, it's uh, it's an individual's. Uh, own personal choice as to when and where uh, they eat for lunch, mm-hmm. and um, that's just something and something as simple as as coffee. And most of us drink coffee, and um, you know if we add up uh, all the money we spend on coffee, um, we, over a lifetime we spend a lot of money on coffee. Yeah, and it's it's that longer term perspective where you think, okay, it's three dollars a day, and three dollars is not much. But when you when three dollars a day becomes twenty dollars a week becomes you know forty dollars a month and then we annualize mm-hmm. it and um, that puts it in a different perspective. Yes, it does. Um, so it, again, it's the individual it's the individual's choice. Um, mm-hmm. uh, coffee is a great uh, great time to meet uh, to meet people and and discuss new business opportunities too. So maybe it's mm-hmm. uh, maybe it's not a bad idea. Well, and if we're if we're talking about coffee instead of something else that's uh, more costly, um, you know, then coffee can be a, a good alternative to other things too. We don't want to pick on the coffee because it sounds like you you spend a bit of time in the coffee shop too. I spend a lot of time in the coffee shop, but <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's all productive time then. I can, I oh, can okay, justify okay. It. I can justify it because okay, that's very um, good. I I meet a lot of clients in in coffee shops. Mhm. Mhm. And what would you say to people about um using cash or using their debit card? Is there any guidelines uh, along those lines? There's there sure are. I can give you a really good example and this is years and years ago in my banking career, uh the bank that I worked for um established a little card known as Visa, and most of us have one. Mm-hmm. And the, at, the, at that particular time, uh, Visa was not very profitable, and uh, I was invited to go and work with Visa for six months to try to create profitability because I was supposed to be what is known as an idea person. Mm-hmm. Well, I did have some ideas, but the, the point of bringing this up was the reason Visa wasn't very profitable was at that time, most people were paying their accounts to a zero balance every month, mm-hmm. so balances weren't being created. So interest income was not created. Now compare that to 2014, when most of us have a balance on our credit cards and we're paying a certain level of interest. Uh, the um, the incomes to the credit card companies are tremendous. And mm-hmm. the costs to the users are tremendous as well. So the, my suggestion is to use a debit card where the money 
the expenditure comes directly from your account, or use a credit card that you can pay the balance down to zero at the end of the month, and uh, that's a huge cost savings. Right, right. Yeah. Because the, the interest rates on the, on the credit cards are fairly substantial. Right. Um, I find as well, you know, if um, using cash can help you realize what you're going through too, because it's pretty easy to start out the week with a couple hundred dollars in your in your wallet, and at the end of at the end of the week, not have two hundred dollars in your wallet and really not know where where it went either. You know, so uh, it points to all those small things and how they add up. Yes, yes, they, they certainly do. If you if you have the cash, you you perhaps have a if you use cash, you have a greater appreciation of um, your source of funds. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, if uh, if you don't uh, use uh, if you use your cre- if you use your credit card, um, you don't really realize that you're spending the money because it's just being added to the You don't see it. You don't see it going out of your hand in the same way. And you can promise yourself, I'm going to pay it off at the end of the month, uh, but uh, the wherewithal to pay it off at the end of the month might might not be there. But uh, for for individuals that are impulse buyers, uh, 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 that can be be a bit dangerous. Right. Because the... the, Well, we're ready for another break, Harvey, and, um, and we'll be back soon. Is there a contribution that you dream of making? In society, planned giving seems to be presented as something you do once you're incredibly wealthy or planning your estate. Step Right with Lynn focuses on good money management and planning your contribution at every step based on the issues important to you. Learn how to expand the goodness around you and take responsibility for the issues important to you. Tune in for Step Right with Lynn every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Central Time, 7 a.m. Mountain Time, and 6 a.m. Pacific Time on AtoZen.fm. This is Step Right with Lynn. Lynn Wedham is a certified financial planner. To participate in the program today, please call toll-free in the U.S. 815-880-8255. That's 815-880-TALK. Or in Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at atizen.fm. You can also make the choices to ask or comment by email by sending to lynn at stepright.ca. Now, back to the program. Hello again. This is Upright with Lynn. We're speaking with Harvey Wood. The topic today is uh, the 10 Habits of Debt-Free People. Um, At this point, I'd like to move on. I want to ask a few questions um, that may be of interest to people who are um, wanting to purchase their their first home. Um, Harvey, what are the requirements for down payments for someone um, that's wanting to buy their first house and doesn't really know what this process is about? Well, that's a great question, Lynn. As I mentioned um, a few minutes ago, we uh, do deal with a lot of first-time home buyers, and uh, it's a delight uh, to uh, to uh, deal with these young people because uh, they're just starting out in life. The uh, the accepted uh, um, fashion to start uh, to buy a house is to have at least five percent um, 
of the purchase price of the house saved uh, for the down payment. And uh, uh, that's where most of our first-time home buyers um, uh, arrive at. There still are opportunities uh, to buy a house uh, with 100% financing using what, what's known as the cashback mortgage. Mm. Uh, the uh, credit qualifying criteria um, are considerably higher for the uh, cashback mortgage. The credit bureau has to be impeccable. The job has to be excellent. And the individuals uh, need to have been on the job for uh, a few years. Uh, okay. But having said that, uh, the the cost of the money is higher for the cashback mortgage than it is for the mortgage that uh, where the individual has five percent or ten percent put down. Okay. As a down payment. Right. So, what options are there for people that that don't have a significant down payment? Uh, the the best option is to. Um, uh, Go to family members and see if if the uh, if the down payment of five percent of the purchase price of the house can can be borrowed from a family member, and uh, that that is fairly common. And uh, whether it be borrowed or whether it be a gift, um, uh, a number of parents do gift the down payment to uh, to their uh, children to help them get started in life, and uh, and that's an excellent way to uh, uh, to get started in home ownership as well. This home ownership is is a good investment. Um, it's very seldom that we see the value of houses decreasing, mm-hmm. and uh, I have uh, a couple files in my drawer where I was contacted by first-time home buyers four and five years ago, and they didn't buy at that point because they were convinced the cost of housing was going to reduce. Mm-hmm. Well, we all know that that didn't happen. And uh, unless we have a tremendous fault in our financial system, it's probably not going to happen in the future either. Right. So um, that uh, that uh, is uh, really not not a good not a good thought line. Right. So um, we're we're getting close to needing to wrap up here. But other what other requirements would a lender be looking? Um, would the lender be looking for in the first-time home buyer, um, and what advice can you give to someone who who does want to purchase their first home? Well, the lender would like to see a, a proven track record of repayment, where the prospective home buyers have created debt previously, whether it be with a personal credit line, whether it be with an RSP loan, or whether it be with a credit card, and uh, where they have have established. Um, repayment habits that uh, continue to give uh, the uh, the individual a good credit rating, and that that's one of the most important things. And the other thing is to have job stability. And whether the individual works for a large corporation or whether they are self-employed, uh, stable employment is essential. Someone that is self-employed, um, electrician, plumber, carpenter, and so on, financial planner, mortgage broker. Um, uh that's that's great uh experience in in the chosen mm-hmm. field is um is a great endorsement for someone that uh, that wants to acquire a mortgage okay well this has been great advice harvey um how can people contact you if they have more questions for you well they could contact me by calling my office at 519 448 9998 
um, or by email Harvey dot wood at the letter M like Mary, the letter I, and the word group dot ca. That's Harvey dot wood at my group dot ca, or on my website, which is mortgageintelligence dot ca forward slash Harvey Wood, mortgageintelligence dot ca forward slash Harvey Wood, or just Google Harvey Wood. Because I'm told Wonderful. by the people I write the checks to that my name should be first. <laughs> That's great. So thanks so much, Harvey, for bringing your insight and advice today. That's been great. Thanks, Lynn, for the opportunity. I appreciate it very much. Wonderful. Uh, at this time, I'd like to remind our listeners to tune in next week when my guest will be Anne McKay. And the topic of the show will be Make Your Giving Matter to You. Uh, giving's a wonderful thing, uh, and there's certainly a beautiful array of terrific charities addressing so many issues. Uh, many of us feel compelled to give. Uh, Anne is interested in encouraging people to give to the issues that have the greatest impact for them. Um, as a donor once said to her, my mom always said, give until you feel proud. Uh, so Anne and Lynn, next week, are going to talk about how you find out what makes you proud. Uh, remember, we welcome your comments at Step Right with Lynn, the radio show dedicated to empowering socially conscious individuals to manage their financial resources for the benefit of themselves, their families, and the greater community. Send me an email at lynn at stepright.ca. Um, this has been Lynn Wedham and Harvey Wood on Step Right with Lynn. Until next time, take the right steps to support yourself, your family, and your community. Thank you for choosing to listen to Step Right with Lynn. Lynn Wedham will return next Wednesday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Central, 7 a.m. Mountain, and 6 a.m. Pacific on AtoZen.fm. We hope you'll join us. Remember to celebrate your wealth by doing something for yourself, your family, and your community. Until next time.